Okay, welcome. <clears throat> welcome to another quick, well, media studies excursion here on the Funked Pod. Simply because A, I talked about this in class, and B, I had many more questions coming up in regards to what are moral panics? Why do we panic? Should we panic? Don't panic. <laughs> well, moral panics, right? It's a, it's a, it's a construct or it's a approach that the media is using to, well, basically get you to interact. Right, so we know what makes people click, buy magazines, newspapers, if you still buy them, um, watch videos, and so on. That's shock. That's panic. That's, oh my God, I can't believe it. What the hell? Click, let me watch it. That's basically already the concept of moral panics. This whole thing, the term moral panics was first coined in 1971, I believe, by a guy called Stanley Cohen, I believe. Um, he... He was analyzing the what happened back then between like two um, rival groups, the mods and the rockers. <laughs> so the mods were like those hip young kids that were like with the, the, the jail in the hair and stuff like this, listening to pop music. And then the rockers, well, the rockers, the leather jackets and so on. And they were fighting all over the UK apparently back then. And so they went from town to, they met in different towns, ran into each other laid waste to those towns and then the media jumped on and like just picked like the worst pictures possible of like destroyed beach scenery or something and then just highlighted oh my god the rockers and the mods are coming to your city be careful they're gonna destroy everything and people are freaking out about it we've seen moral panics since then basically in every every news channel every newspaper every clickbaity website is using moral panics Right, so for example, back then in Germany uh, when I was a kid, I think a few instances of where people a kidnapped or tried to kidnap kids on the way to school, like, hey, here's some sweet cum, then grab them in a van or in a car or something like this. That didn't happen that many times, but we heard of some instances where it might have happened or where they might have tried it. And then all the media was just talking about this. Your kids are going to disappear on the way to school or kindergarten and whatnot. And then parents wouldn't let the kids go to school by themselves for a while and so on because why panics why did they why did the media jump on this well because again panics sell right we know this you have to trigger emotions you have to trigger panics panics sell this happened with porn on the internet being so easily accessible it happened with porn back then in the playboy and so on but then also porn on the internet being so easily accessible you have parents going crazy, the media like, porn, com uh, consuming porn on the internet is going to make you a bad person and, and it's going to mess up your psyche and whatnot. And media jumps on it, people go crazy, you know the drill. That basically also happened here in Thailand, for example, where the government proposed um, a single gateway. That's what, how they call it, meaning they would have like the, the one power off button for the internet, so to speak. They, they proposed this and not to censor people, but to protect the young people from all the bad stuff that is online. So if there's too much porn and so on online, just hit the button, shut it down. That was the idea. Luckily, um, we, un we understand or we value freedom of speech here as well and freedom of information. So that didn't come to fruition, luckily, but that's always the argument. They're trying to get the people to panic, then to follow you and say like, yeah, you're right, let's do this. Um, a few other examples, games, computer games. 
yeah, people getting addicted to it and then the media jumps on it. Oh, this guy was a computer addict and that's why he killed the people in the shooting, for example, in the US. So this guy is a computer addict and that's why he got sick and died, even though it's not really related, for example. Yeah, so they pick those small instances out of a big story and then just shine a spotlight on it and try to make you go like, oh my God, what? And then you panic and then you will ideally, well, in their point of view, ideally you follow um, what they are trying to, to sell, whatever that might be. If it's a doctor, like Dr. Oz or whatever, not saying it's Dr. Oz, I'm just, that's the only, only TV doctor I, I can think of right now, but if some TV doctor says like, hey, we have this issue and blah, 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 and people dying from this, take this pill, pill to prevent it. Like, yeah, oh my God, yeah, give me this pill, right? Um, if, seen, if CNN or Fox says something like, because of Trump, this happens. Oh my God, the only way out of this is get rid of Trump. Be like, yeah, get rid of Trump or the other way around, right? Um, so yeah, this is moral panics has been there forever. It's going to be there forever. And media outlets, media producers are going to use this forever. And moral panics usually follow a certain pattern. Yeah, first, something emerges. At a step one, basically something emerges like the, the news something happens doesn't even need to be new new news just maybe news in a different form or they're presented in a different form in a different manner right so that's one thing then the after they emerge the media outlet yeah looks at the agenda like hey our agenda is like this this is happening right now can we spin it somehow that it fits our agenda and they pick on like this small instance like guy who shot people in the US played computer games. He played computer games and you shine the spotlight on this smaller issue and try to blow it out of proportion. And then you will hope that um, yeah, using your media inventory that then people will follow you. Like, that, like for example, parents that are already scared that they don't understand online gaming and so on. They're like, oh, yeah, I read it in the newspaper. I saw it on Fox. Computer games are bad for children. They make them go out and kill others. We have to prevent people from playing computer games and the like. So then ideally, on the list of steps to take, um, the next step would be to find some kind of moral entrepreneurs, meaning people that the audience, that the larger audience listens to, looks up to. This could be people like religious leaders, for example. It could be influencers. It could be someone like Gary Vee, for example. And you say, hey, Gary Vee, um, what do you think about this guy who shot people after they watched computer games? Gary Vee says, like, yeah, computer games might not be the best thing. Yeah, Gary Vee, come on to my, my, my podcast, my video, whatnot, uh, into our TV show. Come to Fox, tell the people how bad computer games are. So then you have those moral entrepreneurs that people look up to, that people listen to. Influencer, kind of. Then you support this with finding the right experts, meaning find a professor of game science, for example. Find a professor of psychology that can tell you how games can trigger certain areas in the brain. And if he's happy to come into your program or give you an interview or whatnot, um, just to support your claim. And many people will be because they see that's my chance to, my chance to fame right now. Right? They, they know that I'm in this area. They want my opinion and they're only going to put me on the air if I support their agenda. So I'm going to support their agenda right now. I'm going to say, yeah, games can trigger this in the brain so that it, there's a possibility that this guy would not have killed people if he wouldn't have played games, for example. And they're like, oh, okay, fair, come on to my, my, my program, my podcast, tell the people. So you have those moral entrepreneurs that want more cloud, more people, and they say what fits your agenda. You have the experts that, see, that find like 
they see a chance to also get more cloud, more people become more famous, they will support this agenda. And then they will all support each other, basically, to grow the panic even more. Like, hey, if this guy that I look up to says that and they have experts to back up this claim, I mean, that must be true, right? So this is usually then how the panic becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You see expert interviews on newspapers, on Fox, on CNN, and so on. Then eventually, maybe you would try to cope and resolve it. Yeah, coping and resolution is usually not that easy, though, um, because you can just say, hey, we fixed the moral panic. So how, does, how do you fix a moral panic, right? Well, by maybe debating those experts, um, those moral entrepreneurs, by showing solutions, ideally. Yeah, hey, hey, oh my God, we're all going to die from COVID. And here's a vaccine. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, that's not how it goes right now, but that would be like the ideal resolution, right? Of course, there are debates back and forth. And I know having said vaccine, there are going to be like a thousand hate comments now on the YouTube video or on the podcast here. But I just want to use this as an example. Okay, so that's in the coping and the resolution. So either you debate and you try to educate people and try to find a consensus, or maybe you have a solution to the problem. If there's a solution to the problem, uh, then the problem goes away, right? But of course, it's not easy to find like that one solution that makes the problem go away, obviously. So that usually doesn't happen that easily. Uh, maybe then eventually the panic will fade away because you see it right now with COVID, right? It's been a, more than a year. Eventually, we're getting bored of the panic. You're like, oh my God, a panic for so long now. Pfft. I mean, you don't tell yourself it's a panic, but you're like, I've, it's been a year, okay, I can't anymore, I can't, I can't. And then slowly it fades away until there's another outbreak. Hey, that's another time for panic again. News going to jump on the, the another outbreak, highlight this again, and then we're back into the panic mode. Yeah, so it usually fades away because we just not, we are not wired to be like in panic mode all the time. You need some resting in between before you can go into panic mode again. But if it worked, they they try to extend it. The media tries to extend the panic mode. Eh? Rest, let you rest for a little, then panic mode again. Yeah? Rest for a little, then panic mode again. It's like you're fleeing from something back then in the Stone Ages or whatever. You flee from something, run, run away from the saber-toothed tiger. Um, then like, I've got to relax now. And then, shit, there's another one. And you run away again. And so the same with the panic. You panic. Okay, enough panic. I, I need to relax right now. Then you relax for a while and the panic hits again. And there's usually also some kind of legacy attached to it, either um, you know, that we remember it, of course. You have um, yeah, still posts that really remind you about it, like, hey, don't forget, we just had COVID and so on, and it can happen at any time again, and the like. And then eventually, they're going to pull it out again. Hey, you didn't forget, right? Here it is. It happens again. Outbreak in that area. Outbreak in Germany. Outbreak there. Time to panic again. And then the panic starts and continues again. Because the more we panic, the more we buy and the more we click. So that was a very, very, very short breakdown of this moral panic principle. There's way more to it, like way more science to it. But I think in uh, terms of a podcast or a video, it's, it makes sense to just keep it short. If there's interest, I'm going to upload my lecture on it um, just to make it a bit clearer. I think that's just important to understand how this concept works because it happens all the time. Media content producers are using this panic button all the time with us to trigger us. And it still works. And I think just the audience should be aware of it so that we know what the media people are doing to us just to trigger us. 
All right, if there's any other concept that you would like to have elaborated, explained on, or um, yeah, lectured on even, uh, let me know. I'm happy to discuss all things uh, media studies. Until then, stay safe, take care, and I'll see you for the next one. Mm -hmm.